Welcome to the first episode of the Runners Racing Review, a monthly podcast brought to you by myself, Tom Batty from Wire Run, and also by Kyle Weiss from Crown Coaching. Each month, we aim to discuss all racing reviews, all things running, and preview the next and upcoming month for everything that's happening in running in southeast Queensland and northern New South Wales. In this episode, the first episode, we were on location in the Coombabar Wetlands, one of our favourite places to go trail running. Nice, flat, hard, compacted trails, excellent for speed work or excellent just going out for a lazy jog amongst the kangaroos. So thanks for joining us. Sit back and enjoy our first episode of the Runners Racing Review for August. Okay, everyone, thanks very much for joining us. The first episode of our local racing review. Bit of a joint venture. We're going to talk here, Kyle and I, between around everything to do with running on the Gold Coast, southeast Queensland, northern rivers of New South Wales. Um, every episode we'll touch on something international as well because we know lots of people, particularly at the moment, they're looking at races overseas and also a couple of big races around the country. We'll also look at really local races as far as parkrun as well. So stay hang in there for this episode we'll talk about park right at the end um maybe your name will crop up on one of the local racing scenes but kyle has been some big races it has it's been a big month we got lots to cover yep some huge races um we've got to a few of them and a few of them we've had the the pleasure of watching on uh live stream which i guess in today's yeah today's racing world is such a good such a good way to sort of be able to view races from around the world and around the country and it's got to be something which people are going to and races are going to get more into and It'll it's almost going to be an expect yeah it's going to be an expectation isn't it i'll give it two or three years and every race and we're all be doing it live streamed park run live stream i think that's the way it's going to be it'll start, yeah. paradise point main Someone beach really who wants to start that yeah it'll happen with a gopro 7 it's possible um <laughs> so for me i think one of the biggest races that we went to in august was the sunny coast marathon definitely definitely what uh what are your memories of that day it was a beautiful day for running, number one. I think that was, those conditions for the start of that race were absolutely perfect for running, which was a good start. So obviously there's always a lot of build-up. Australian Half Marathon champs, big, big good vibe to it overall. Um, exciting. We got to see the leaders all come through at about the 6 or 7K mark was the first yeah. time we saw everyone. Uh, Jack Arena had a pretty decent lead already mm. at that point. Um, so we saw everyone come past, obviously, Marathon, Half Marathon together, which was kind of cool to see everyone together. Um, and then we got some news about what, 15, 20 minutes after we'd seen them come yeah. through. Um, basically, came over the microphone that Jack Rayner had taken a wrong turn or had been taken the wrong way. Yeah, we um, didn't quite know, did we? Yeah, it was a bit unclear on what exactly had happened. But that was interesting because we didn't really know what was going to happen at that point. Obviously, there was the big incentive for the half marathon being that if he could break the Australian all-comers record on Australian soil by an Australian, which was 101.11, I believe, mm-hmm. 101.0, low, um, by Pat Carroll, that there was a big cash incentive prize for that, which Jack was looking to try and go close to. So there was a fair bit on the line for him, so we didn't really know what was going to be happening in yeah. that race. Yeah. Um, but like you said, it was the conditions were absolutely oh, perfect. It was Almost amazing. made us so jealous to be out there running rather than just watching it. Absolutely. But, but the event itself, hasn't it? It's grown in the last it's couple of years. It's been massive. Um, and for anyone who is local or anyone who's looking at marathons or half marathons or 10Ks or even the 5K they have there, it's the Sunny Coast Marathon is one to seriously consider. Absolutely. It's getting bigger and better every single year. 
Uh, I know a lot of people, they use it in case the Gold Coast Marathon hasn't gone quite the way Perfect that they timing. want to do. Perfect timing. Or if they get it. injured or if they're sick and they can't race that one. The sunny coast, beautiful flat course. You've just got a bit of a climb up over Alexander Headlands, which you have to do a couple of times. Yep. Um, and a bit of a loop course as well for the marathon. A, a, a 21K and then two tens. 10Ks to finish off. Um, what do you think about that? As a, as a marathon runner, I love it. It's, it's yeah. for pacing wise, there's no excuse then to get your pacing wrong. Yeah. You know exactly what's coming. That's true. Um, the only downside that I ever see to it is for the people who are running sort of that four-hour marathon, four and a half hours, you do get the 10K runners coming yeah, from behind you. True. But, you know, I've had friends who've done that. And um, oh, kangaroo coming past us here. <laughs> um, I've had friends who've done that one before, and they've said that the 10K runners coming past them have helped. Yeah, but, um, true. But, yeah, a beautiful location. You get to oh, run on, along amazing. the beach. Um, we're very sport for choices here. But, yeah, as I said, a lot of people use it as... Either a backup in case Gold Coast doesn't go well, yep. um, or they, they pretty much decide which one they want to do depending on how their form's going and their sickness. But like you said, the racing was was, it was amazing to watch. It was impressive. It was a good um, morning tour. And I guess it was the day for the girls, really, wasn't it? It was. It was massive. It was exciting. So three records. Um, half marathon, Lisa Waitman broke the, uh, the Aussie all-comers. Lydia O'Donnell in the marathon, and then Natalie Rule in the in the 10K. So to have three records go in three races was absolutely incredible. Um, Shows just how good the conditions were in the morning as well. It, it was, was stunning for running. Absolutely stunning. And one of the things while we were waiting for the um, for the women to come through, uh, we got the news, didn't we? That they're pretty much all together with a couple of kilometres to go. Yeah. We had uh, Sinead Diver and um, Ellie Pushley as well as Lisa Waitman. They were all together with a couple of kilometres to go. So the excitement was really building around the finishing was, area. That was we, a good buzz to Yeah, We kind of knew it was going to happen. We just didn't know who it was going to be. Um, and then suddenly, yeah, Lisa burst around the corner. And when she hit that last straight with 100 metres to go, like everyone sort of did the math very quickly and we all knew we that knew she, she was on. And I think the good thing with that as well, but it was her record. I think it was yeah. kind of fitting that yeah. after all those years for her to come back and yeah. run that time was... It was cool to watch. It yeah. was impressive, exciting. And she and only seven days earlier, she'd broken, or she'd run under 32 minutes for, in, in Sydney for 10K, and that was the first time she'd ever done that. So That's impressive. What an incredible <laughs> it's quick. seven days for her. That's um, a big week in a bit. And I think it's a bit of a lesson for amateur runners as well, because, you know, it just shows how, how when you taper properly and when you That's get right. your training exactly on right. right on point, you can race twice in Absolutely. the space of seven days Absolutely. and two big races. You know, as amateurs, sometimes we build up to one big race, but she's shown there that you can go, you can go fast yeah. twice in, in seven days. I think that's the thing that most people get wrong as well, is they just train for this one big race. But I know generally what the elite people will do is they'll race when they're fit. They yeah. won't have a set, oh, I have to do this, this, and this. If they're running well, they're fit, they'll race. Mm. Hence what Lisa did. She raced twice in eight days yeah. and had two amazing performances. And I think a lot of people can do that. They're very worried about racing too much, but... People, if they're fit, can race a little bit more frequently. Yeah. And that's what people do is they build up to these big races, put everything on the line for one thing, things go wrong, and then they don't know what to do. Yeah. So I think that's a good lesson for people as well, that you know, race when you're fit. Yeah, absolutely. And then, yeah, as, as you mentioned at the start, the huge news was, I mean, Jack Rayner had a big lead, didn't he, straight away? Yeah. It was going to be his day. It was just a matter of how fast he went. And, yeah, we didn't quite know whether he'd gone the wrong way or whether the... Yeah, the police escort or the lead cyclist is taking him the wrong way. Some confusion around. Um, But it sounds like it was only a matter of 20, 30, 40 metres. 36 metres, I believe they worked out in the end. Yeah. So. But but, that left, didn't it? It left um, Kevin and Louis to to battle it out. That's right. For a sprint finish. And when they came through the line, everyone knew that Jack had been disqualified. That's right. But as as we were watching, we didn't know whether the boys knew. That's right. 
perhaps it's best in that situation not to know because then yeah, they're sprinting for the national title. Or, yeah, don't know if I'd want to know or not. But only two seconds then between Kevin and Louis. They did 104.12 and 104.14. So, yeah, quick racing, fast racing it all around. Like, it was incredible run. I want to know your thoughts on the DQ. Do you think that's fair, considering he got taken the wrong way? Or do you think there could have been a time penalty? Or what are your thoughts on that? Hey, it's a tough one, isn't it? Like... It is, like, he won by so far that you would, part of you thinks, well, maybe common sense can come into it and they can, but then again, I just, yeah, I don't, I don't know, it's like, it, it, the rule is a rule, isn't it? Like, if you, you know, in track athletics, if you step a metre inside the, you put yeah, a left foot true. inside the railing, yeah. then you're DQ'd if you, you know, so I think the rule is the rule and maybe it is just a, an unfortunate event, an unfortunate yeah. situation, but, um, you know, I haven't heard too much from him afterwards, but... I think he handled it pretty well yeah. for him to continue on finish the race, and he yeah. did handle himself very well. Said he's going to be back next year. Yeah. So, I mean, he's he's one of the form runners in the country, oh. isn't it? If not the form runner, because he's now been selected for Kipchoge's, you know, breaking two hours that, as one of the paces. So, pretty incredible experience. I think as professional runners, these guys look at it and think, well, even a race like that, it's still a very, very good hit out. Oh, absolutely. It's still a great run. A great hit out, yeah. It's, a, um, it's an impressive run. And even if he doesn't get the, the title, the, the time still counts in his own head. That's right. He, knows he still he knows ran. the form he's That's on. Exactly so. right. Yeah, Sunny Coast, fabulous, fabulous race. Excellent event. A wonderful one to watch. And as I said, it was a really it was a day for the women. It was. They absolutely smashed it. So I guess um, in terms of racing, the one that kind of popped up on everyone's radar quite, quite quickly and one that we was the most unique one, was um, Last Man Standing. Yeah, I've been excited for this to come around for quite a while. Yeah. So it was cool to finally have, we've had two in Australia this year now. Yep, where was the other one? So the other one was down in Victoria. So that Mm -hmm. was the first one that we've ever had in Australia. Um, But yeah, we finally had one up here in Queensland, which was super exciting. So just to give everyone a bit of a history on Last Man Standing, the Mm -hmm. whole concept where it's come from. So the race was thought up by Gary Cantrell. Now, lots of people know Gary as the race director of the Barkley Marathons, obviously a very quite famous race now, given its coverage on Netflix. Um, he the goes by the Lazarus. Yeah. Lazarus Lake yeah. is his known trail name. What's that all about, do you know? Well, I, I don't know where that kind of came from. I think everyone generally comes up with a bit of a trail name, so to speak. We've got to do one. one. I've got to come up with one. Oh, I know. We'll have to think of one before the next one. So I, I did, I've listened to him before. He came up with this idea when he was younger a lot younger than he is now when he used to run around he thought wouldn't it be cool to see how long people could go for doing this so his whole concept was that the distance works out so that if you continue to run you'll cover 100 miles in 24 hours that was his theory so what he did was divide 100 miles by 24 and you have to run that distance every hour and then on the start of the next hour you start again to run that same distance so basically you can make a course anywhere you want. He obviously has his over in Tennessee, which is called Big's Backyard Ultra, which was the first one. He started that in 2012. Yep. So it's been going for a little bit longer than people probably realise. But basically, he starts it at dawn on his race. Yeah. And it's a 6.7 kilometre loop. Now, his one's a little bit different in that during daylight hours, they run a little trail yep. loop. And then in the nighttime hours, it's an out and back on the road. But basically, mm. on the start of the hour, the whistle goes, you can run the 6.7 Ks as fast or as slow as you like but you have to be ready to go on the start line at the start of the next hour. Yeah. And it's basically, you keep doing that until there's only one person standing, yeah. the concept for the race. So that's a bit of a history on the race. Um, so obviously we had our first one in Australia, 
a few months ago. Now that was actually a golden ticket race for this. So the winner of that race actually gets a ticket into the Biggs Backyard Ultra in the US for next year. Um, the one here in Queensland wasn't this year, but I believe it will be for next year. Yeah, because he's so, coming out next year, isn't he? Correct. Yeah. That's, that's what I've heard. So obviously this was a really exciting race. There were some big names in there from the start that everyone kind of knows and was very interested to see how they do. Um, but what a day and night and next day yeah. it ended up being. So just to go through, I suppose, the results, first of all, in the ladies, we had now we had Amy Strong and Jodie O'Born both finished 21 laps. Now, I believe Amy started the 22nd lap but didn't finish it. I'll okay. probably be wrong on that, but that's what I believe happened there. Yep. Chris Ryan, 25 laps, yep. came in second. And then Kerry Bremner, who's from Canberra, ran 26 laps, and she managed to take out... So well, that's what's about 120, 130, 35k. Wow. No, it's just more. Is it's it? just over 100, 100 miles is 24 hours. Okay, yeah. So okay. over 170, 174, 175Ks, yeah. which is super impressive. But obviously the way that this race works is that everyone is a loser except for the person who's the yeah. last one standing. Yeah. So we'll say that they were first three women, yeah. but on the leaderboard they'll all be DNFs, <laughs> which is a bit rough. And they get that they get their trophy, don't they, when they finish? They do. Which has got loser on it. Yep, unfortunately yep. for them. Okay. I think that's a nice moment, so though. What about the men? What about some of the so, results for them? Third place we had Shane Holster, who lasted 33 laps, so that's 33 hours of running. Yeah. So that's a big day. Yeah. And then we had Cam Munro and Kevin Muller, who continued to run for multiple hours after that. Got to the point that after 40 laps, Cam went over and told Kevin that he was not going to be completing yeah. the next lap, left Kevin to go and complete the 41st lap on his own. Because that's one of the rules, isn't it? They've got to do... The last person has to finish yeah. that last lap. Yeah. If neither of them finished, everyone had a DNF, so, wow. which is a bit rough. I'd, I'd always be fascinated and interested to know what that moment's like when there's two left and... Yeah. Because you must be, I don't know, if you're even looking at the other person. Well, see, I've heard stories from all the other races that the last two kind of have a bit of a bond there. Like, they kind yeah. of want to see each other keep going. They don't actually yeah. want the last person to yeah. drop off. So, which is interesting. I don't know. I've never been in the race. I don't know what it would feel yeah. like or how I'd feel. But I've heard that there's quite a bit of camaraderie in those last mm. few. They want everyone to, to keep going. Yeah, there must be a touch of sadness when it's finally over. But there'd be a, surely there'd be a massive amount of oh, relief as be. well that I've only got to do one more. I think the hard bit, not knowing when it's going to finish, yeah. would be the hardest bit. Yeah. Like, obviously, it's another completely different race to what we're all used to. But not knowing when you're going to finish is... Yeah rough that's that's interesting i'd again never done one myself but i'd be interested to see what that feels like yeah and talking to some of the boys who dropped out a little bit earlier they said that the top two pretty much looked the same the whole day yep. one of them looked good one of them didn't look good and it stayed like that the whole day exactly right right and through i suppose that was the one thing when we talked to a couple of the boys that were in the race about how did they plan it how did they try and pace it what mm. how did they try and you know come up with their strategy for it and I think there was a couple of different strategies I heard. Some of them were trying to get them done a little bit quicker to give themselves more of a rest time. So I think a couple of the guys were trying to get the laps done in around that 35-minute mark, yeah. just over half an hour, to give themselves that 20, 25 minutes, sit down, try and have a little bit of sleep, mm. rest, and then go back out, whereas others were kind of around that 40-minute mark or so, a yeah. little bit less rest, but they could take their time on the run. So different kind of strategies between it. Yeah. I think because it's such a new race as well, people will kind of work out as it gets year yep. by year, what the best strategy is for that. So Yeah, and whether you sit down completely or whether you, yeah, it's, you, you stay moving and stay walking around. Cause I don't know. Anyone who's done an ultra knows that sometimes when you sit down... That's the worst thing you can do sometimes. Yeah, because you just can't get moving again. And so, at this time of year, like we're in August, the, the temperature must have been horrific. Oh, it would have been freezing. I've heard reports that during that night it was really, really cold. Yeah. So again, trying to sit down and then knowing, oh, it's 2am, you've got to get up and go run another lap after you've already mm. been running for all those hours would have been 
it was not fun. I but there must have been there must be a fair amount of simulation though in training. They must yeah. have had to go out and practice that. Absolutely. Run for a little bit every hour, a bit of rest. Run yeah. again, a bit of rest. Yeah. I think the hardest thing would be trying to work in when to sleep. Yeah. And trying to practice sleeping for ten minutes at a time. Mm. Not many people would practice doing that. Yeah. And if you haven't practiced doing it and you're out there for 20, 30 hours, you're gonna to have to probably Absolutely. have some sleep at some point. So Do you reckon that's a race for you? Like is it one of those races that you look at and go, I'm fascinated, but not a chance. No, not, I'm not no, entering No, I'm that. fascinated. I don't know about now, but yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I'd love to have a go at it. I think it, more just for the experience to know what that feels like. I think every other race we do mm. is completely different to that. So I think it's something completely new and exciting. I think that's what draws people to it is yeah. there's nothing else like it. It's yeah. completely different. And it also, it kind of levels out the playing field for everyone as well. It's not just the fastest runner. It's mm. definitely not the fastest runner that's going to win these races. It's who's the smartest, most strategic and can last the longest. I think yeah. it's a mental game more than anything. So, and what's some of the some of the things you know about the two guys, Cam and Kevin, who, who so got the first two places? Interesting with that. So Cam, Cam actually won the Brisbane Valley Rail Trail 100 miler last year in just over 16 hours, I believe. Yeah. Now, that's an impressive, fast 100-mile time. Now, Kevin, on the other hand, he's been doing this for a long time. He's got mm. a lot of really long results in the bag for him. Um, obviously comes from the military background, has done a lot of that sleep yeah. deprivation stuff and that yeah. type of training, which I think plays into his hands absolutely for a race like mm. this is perfect. So he's been around for a long time. He has got a lot of races under his belt, long ultra marathons as well. Now he actually went down to Victoria for the first race. Yep. And the one that was down there was a lot more hilly and on trail versus the one up here, which I don't think was suited to him as much. And he was in the top few, but didn't take out the win there. Whereas this course was a lot flatter. So it wasn't concrete, but it was hard packed trail. Yep. and dead flat bits yep. of concrete in it. Now, I think that suited him much more because Kevin can run quick as well. Yeah. He's got a 17-something park run under his belt yeah. in the recent yeah. recent memory. So they can both run, kind of come from different backgrounds. Yeah. Though. So it was kind of... That's the beauty of it, That's isn't it? it, exactly like I said. It kind of evens it out and you can get people from all yeah. different areas of, I suppose, where their interests lie in running can yeah. kind of come together and yeah. battle it out, which yeah. is exciting. I think that's what I like about it the most. And next year's the 2020, as we said, Lazarus Lake's coming out for that one. Yes. The, I don't know what role he's going to take, whether he's going to do a bit of a Barkley and start it with the lighting of a cigarette. I'd like to think he would. It'd be nice, wouldn't it? Or, um, or whether he's just coming out as a bit of a spectator just to sort of well, sit in the shadows. And, I think um, that would have caught his attention a bit this year. 41 yeah. laps is a, a yep. pretty decent effort yep. on, the, on the scheme of things. So... But the it's other already thing, sold out. It's sold it? out straight away, which yeah. just shows that the interest is there for these types yeah. of events. So I think the future is bright for last man standing races yeah. here in Australia. There's a lot of interest for them, which Absolutely. is really well, we might exciting. see on the start line next year, maybe. Maybe. We can jag a ticket for you. <laughs> you never know. Because I mean, people as they like any of the big ultras, certain amount of tickets come up, don't they? In the last well, couple there'll of always weeks. be tickets popping up. So, but I think it's one of those ones you kind of need to know you're doing it yeah. from quite a way out to yeah. try and prepare for it. So definitely one day. Yeah. Definitely one day. All right, so uh, a bit of a diversion from the local scene from southeast Queensland. We, as we said at the start, we're going to sort of maybe pick, pick or choose one or two big international races to talk about. And there's been a couple of huge ones. There's been some massive ones, uh, particularly in Europe. Them all. There's been some huge races. Yep. The last couple of days, being the end of August, has been uh, UTMB, which is. You know, as we said, the live streaming that's been oh, it's been incredible. It's and been obviously, you know, UTMB being the biggest trail race in the world, it's basically the Super Bowl of trail running. Yeah. Some people will call it as well. It's always an exciting week, yeah. and you know, everyone generally knows someone who's going over mm. there or and interested as in we just talked it. about last man standing. Of course, Courtney DeWalter came second in the American one, and she just Correct. took out the 
the women's UTMB. She absolutely smashed it. So 100 miler. She finished in 24 hours, 34 minutes. Now, UTMB is 171 kilometres this course they were on, yep. over 10,000 metres of vertical gain in yeah. some pretty rugged mountains. It's that's an impressive yeah. time and she actually won by exactly an hour so she was exactly an hour ahead of second place so that's goes that's a long way that's, that's a big win that's a huge win so it's it was a massive win. it was really impressive to watch her run and obviously the live stream that they had we kind of yeah. got to watch the whole thing live which yeah. was which was incredible but what a race that was by her that was really really exciting to watch mm. and obviously then we had the men's race as well which was a really interesting one so from the start we had Pau Capel go out really hard on his own he was yep. in the lead with a big lead really early on which most people who know yeah. 100 mile racing that's a very gutsy thing to do yeah. and, all, of, and all the commentators live who were live streaming it said that it's it's risky it, absolutely I don't know if he's going to survive no one's really gone out that hard in UTMB and held on the whole way like mm. on their own so we kind of were following this all through yesterday to see how he was going to go and that gap we had Xavier Thevenard, who's a three-time champion at UTMB, yeah. plus he's won all the other races at UTMB as well. Plus he's French, which gives him a big advantage. Anyway. advantage as well, <laughs> exactly right. He's got all the fans on his side. Exactly, it was a good atmosphere for him. But he was in second, kind of chasing him down all day, and we were kind of just watching the splits all day, yeah. and he just he wasn't gaining any yeah. time on him. It kind of just stayed the same, and Powell mm. just kept looking really, really strong in all the footage we saw of him. And he basically held on through the whole way. So he finished in 20 hours and 19 minutes, which on that course is a phenomenal yeah. time. To run that long, that hard by yourself with mm. no one is so, so impressive. So he finished in 2019. Xavier was 21.07, so you know, almost mm. an hour behind again. Yeah. But then in third place, we actually had Scotty Hawker from New Zealand, yeah. which is a massive result for Scotty. So he's had some big results, obviously, around... Australia New Zealand, but he's obviously been training over in Europe mm. and looking at all the stuff he's been doing over there. So a great week year. for the Kiwis as well, was it? Great week for the Kiwis. We had Ruth Croft take out yep. her race and that was she she's been on fire the yeah. last few months. She's absolutely smashed it. And then there was yeah. two other Kiwis in the top seven of that race as well yeah. in ACC. So So they're flying the flag for the Southern absolutely, Hemisphere, aren't they? Yeah, absolutely they are. We kinda need to get some more Aussies over there, yeah. but no, that's all right. And the Kiwis are doing the Southern Hemisphere proud at the yeah. moment over at UTMB. So that was kind of a brief overview of UTMB. We were both up late last night watching yep. the finish of that because yep. the live coverage was un, unreal. So that's and a couple of, of weeks before there was Sierra's yeah, and R, Sierra's and R. So that's part of the Golden Trail series which gets put on each year and that's a bunch of races basically with the goal of bringing together the best mountain trail runners yeah. in the world together to compete. So Sierra's and R is always a really exciting race. So it's one of the oldest mountain races in Europe. Mm. This was the 46th year of this race. So it's got a really rich history. The crowds and the local people get behind it like you wouldn't believe. The whole course is just, yeah. there's people everywhere. Yeah. It's an amazing race. So, What's the draw card for this race? What's, what's, what makes this one so special? So other than obviously the history is the yeah. biggest thing like that. Now, this is often called, they kind of call it the New York Marathon of mountain running. Yeah. Given the history, the course itself is absolutely spectacular. So they call it the race of the four 4,000 metre peaks. Yeah. And given you kind of run around the peaks that you get to run through in these mountains, it's just, it's incredible. Mm. And combined with that, we've got the previous record was the big draw card for this one. Mm. Now, this has been talked about. So Jonathan White, again, from New Zealand, not the yeah. Kiwi, he ran two hours 29 for this course. Now, to put this course into perspective so people get an idea of how quick that time is, it's a 31-kilometre course. It goes from the town of Sierre to the town of Zanal. We're in mm. Switzerland here. Yeah. 31 kilometres, 2,200 metres of vertical gain in 31 kilometres. Oh, yeah. So for anyone who's done some runs and looked at how much vertical gain they're getting, that is a lot of climbing yeah. in 31 kilometres. 
Now, Jonathan ran two hours 29 for that course in 2003, mm. and no one's been able to break it since. So that's been around for a long time. So everyone every year always talks about this record and thinks, oh, is anyone going to do it? Is it possible for anyone to go that quick? Yeah. And no one's been able to break it. People mm. have gone close, but no one's broken it. So the big thing for this year, why we're all kind of excited, was the lineup of people we had mm. in the race. So. For me, it was the fact that Killian and Jim Walmsley were both there and going to race against yeah. each other. Now, they've raced each other in UTMB longer races, but never over a shorter yeah. race. So that was always going to be exciting for me. And two very different races, aren't they? The style exactly of racing. Exactly right. Again, Killian coming from that kind of mountain, mountaineering background, yeah. climbing background, obviously he's got his running pedigree as well, versus Jim coming from the track through college background. He's yeah. a fast road runner, yeah. just coming off the 50-mile mm. world best that he set this year, his record at Western States. It was kind of nice to be like, oh, these two guys up against each other yeah. now. And that was the thing, wasn't it? We didn't know how far Killian would get on him before yeah. the downhill. And then there's a long downhill. And there's a nice flat section up the top yeah. as well where Jim could catch him. But I had heard from Jim previously, I'd heard him say that this was going to be his first time over there. He wanted to use it as a bit of a tester to see what the course was like. He wasn't expecting to be right up the front mm. this year, although he's obviously going to go as hard as he can. But he wanted to use it as a bit of a tester for the European mountain racing to yeah. see what he's like so we can really then have a big assault on it next year so that was in the back of my head that okay in his head he's not expecting to win but yeah. that was him just saying that because he didn't want yeah. to take, put the pressure on himself obviously but from the start watching it again we had live coverage of it Killian went so hard from mm. the start so this race starts with over a thousand meter climb pretty much from the gun yeah. and Killian dropped everyone from the gun yeah. he ran off no one could go with him mm. the pace he was running up there was unbelievable obviously we got to watch most of it in absolutely insane but that surely would have been one of his tactics wouldn't it well, he, that's he right. knows that he's up he against someone he who, going, who's good at on the downhill and good on the flat that's exactly right he was going to go hard from the start and i think he had said he had jonathan white's splits written down as well so he yeah. knew exactly what he needed to do yeah. and he went hard from the start so he went off the hard he was off the front and then he basically had a couple of minutes on the record yeah then they do the big climb and then they're running along the top through these amazing mountain peaks the views are incredible and he slowly started to lose a bit of time on that top. Obviously, mm. Jonathan White was a very fast track road runner back mm. in the day as well. Had some really fast leg speed. He actually, Killian actually fell behind the record just mm. before the descent. He was about a minute and a half behind the record. And there was also, second place was only 90 seconds behind. And then Jim Wormsley was in third, yeah. not too far so behind. still close yeah, to him, yeah, it was they? close. Though. It wasn't, he wasn't like he was off in front. Yeah. And he actually managed to hang on on that descent to take the win and he ran two hours 25 minutes for that course which is yeah. unbelievable I don't yeah. think anyone expected including himself to run that quick on that course what did you say the record is? it was 2.29 previously yeah. so he took four minutes off that record which had stood since 2003 yeah. so that's a that's a huge run that's massive Epic. absolutely massive and Jim Jim came through in third in 2.31 so he's yeah. only two minutes off the record for yeah. his first time in that race I think the first thing he said is I'm looking forward to being back next year to yeah. have a real go at it so whether Killian goes back next year I don't know mm. but to have those two up against each other. And the really girls broke the record crack. as well? I think girls broke the record. Maud, who's been in incredible form. So she's also looking to run the Olympic marathon yeah. qualifier as well. Yeah. So sub 230 marathoner. She absolutely smashed the females mm. record as well, which was incredible to watch. She again went off from the gun, same as Killian, went off hard. She held the lead and won comfortably. Yeah. Won comfortably, ran under three hours, which not many females are running under three hours. She mm. absolutely smashed it. So... She and she's been on fire. Since I think then she as took well. four or five minutes off. Yeah, the she five minutes off it. She absolutely smashed it. It was impressive to watch. Crazy, so both races again. Yeah. Record set. Records seem to be falling in every race. All absolutely, the time at the moment. So, well, like we said, the big the big thing that's changing the, you know, the for the viewing for everyone is just the live streaming. Uh, the quality of it as they're running through the mountains. 
um, is absolutely exceptional and it can only get better and better and better and that's right you know in the previous years we've read the race reports and we've seen photos you see the finishing photo maybe a little bit of video at the end but you never get to see what the climbs are like you never that's get it. to see what those downhill trails are like and even looking at Courtney Dualta when she finished last night um, just the how steep some of the descents are coming oh. you know back into Chamonix incredible um, and how at the end of, you know, 24 hours of running, their, their legs are shot completely, but they're still managing to keep a good pace. I think, look, you look at the crowds that they've got around them as well, just the atmosphere yep. of it would pull anyone through. Like, it was just incredible to watch. But I think that's what we've been talking about is all this live coverage. Like we said at the start, how long is it going to be till every race is yeah. basically live streamed? I don't think it'll be long because the access people have to these races and these yeah. runners now and what it does for trail running to put it on the map mm. is, is incredible. And the demand that it has now as well, like it's almost like this is becoming the expected. That's right. When people are able to sit up and watch a race like this, like they watch a, it's exciting. a rugby league grand final or That's a football right. grand final, they want the same sort of coverage from their, from their racing now. And, you know, I'm always amazed at, particularly in the tricky sections, you look at how fast those guys are running, but you, mm-hmm. you forget there's a guy carrying a GoPro or something right. behind him. He's, he's <laughs> running exactly at 16 right. k's an hour as well. It's, um, it's impressive. So sometimes it's on a bike, isn't it? But, um, yeah, bike running. Through the thing. tricky sections, like when they're climbing up the mountains and things, right. there's have, a runner with them. Yeah, you've got to have someone fit to, to keep up with these guys. Very, very, I want that job myself. It always reminds me of the, there's a YouTube clip, I can't remember who it is. It's, um, is it Hawks versus, is it versus Zach Miller? Yeah. Over and San there's the two of them, they're, they're racing. 50 miler in San Francisco. Yep. Yeah. And they're legging it, aren't they? Downhill. That's, it. it's that's one of my favourite videos, yep. running videos. Jamil Corey chasing behind him. That's and right. And you've you got to remember there's a third guy there. Yeah, and he, you who's, can tell he's working hard, but he yep. keeps up with them fairly well. But who's running with a camera. That's right. Who isn't using his arms to balance. And That's right. You know, he's not looking at where his feet are. He's looking at making sure the runners are in frame. So, yeah, that'd be my number one fear doing that, that I'd be face planning <laughs> with the camera straight into the trail. That Full kudos to the, to the coverage and the guys they did. Very, very yeah, well. Yeah, the guys that hold the cameras for things like that, it's absolutely amazing. So Absolutely. Um, yeah, so UTMB, Sierra and the two massive races. And is there, is there another big one coming up soon? Is there something else or is that if, pretty much? Look, so I think they obviously UTMB is the kind of pinnacle of the mm. year for a lot of people, trail running-wise. We've obviously got the final of the Golden Trail yep. series, which will be in Nepal this year. Yep. And basically, you have to be, for the elite side of things, it's they take the top 10 male, the top 10 yep. female from the series points. Yeah. They then roll, go over to Nepal and race in this grand final of yeah. the trail series, so to speak. So that'll always be a good one to watch, given that Killian's going to be going over there as well. Yeah. All the big names are going to be there. So that's kind of something to watch that'll be exciting coming yeah. up. That'd be awesome. Coming up soon. Great. All right. So locally, I guess the, the big talking point for everyone has been uh, Jake Malby. 31 Absolutely. marathons, 31 days. Uh, pretty much the same marathon every single day. Now, he finished it all off yesterday. Um, and he had a huge following. Oh, I, had a, I was lucky enough to, to get down there. Um, I wasn't able to in the you know in the middle of the weeks because he was starting them at seven o'clock. And but you know the fact that it fell on the Gold Coast Show long weekend quite fitting. I don't know if he planned that or whether that <laughs> just awesome, awesome. Um, so he had a huge group down there with him. I think probably at its smallest yesterday there was thirty to forty people with Incredible. him the whole way, and then Incredible. you know at certain stages it ballooned out to 60, 70, 80, 90 people. Um, but just yeah, absolutely incredible. So Jake's been running 31 marathons in 31 days, all for uh, raising awareness of, of mental health through the Living Project, um, who do some incredible work on, on I guess, breaking the stigma of, of mental health. Um, and Biff, when, you know, when I never actually spoke to Jake about this in the lead up to it, but obviously you know, people are talking about it. And one of the things that I was really interested in is like, what sort of speed was he going to run these at? And yeah, I, I followed him on question. Strava. I followed him on Strava every single day when he posted them. And that for me was the, was the 
the most surprising thing was that he pretty much hit the same sort of it was pace every single day. So impressive. And I think that's what a lot of people were talking about before. Like, oh, how many days till he starts walking them yeah. and things? And I obviously, you know, had the pleasure of working with him a couple of times throughout the month as well to look after him a little bit. And I kind of said to him halfway through, I said, "No offense, Jake, but I thought you'd be walking by now." <laughs> he was. Yeah. I, I think, I think what he did was absolutely incredible. Like to go out, run that pace and continue doing that day after day and not really slow down was yeah. so, so impressive. Well, he actually said yesterday when I had a bit of a chat to him, he said, I'd, it's harder to walk than it is to run. Yep. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's an incredible achievement. And, you know, if it was me, I, th- I, I think I probably would have put a couple of seven, eight-hour walks in there. I, like, absolutely. And, and as well, he, he did the same course every single day. Didn't change it. From Pirate Park down at um, Corumban, Palm Beach Way, all the way up to Main Beach, Stopped up there, had a brekkie roll at had the... Had um, bacon and egg roll at the pavilion. Yep. Turned around, headed straight back down. Just the same course every single day. I think he went up to a park run in Brisbane. He did. For one of them. And yesterday was slightly different because um, the finish was at Burley. He wanted to finish that's, on Burley Hill. That's right. So it was a slightly different course. But yeah, so 29 of the days were identical. And that's an amazing achievement. It is. It's incredible. So 1,308 kilometres, you know, over 140 hours of running, which... Roughly works out to in the month of August to have run for six days continuously. It's incredible. Yeah. I think for people, once people hear that, and I think the, the number that probably puts it into perspective for people was probably roughly how many kilometres he was running a week. Yeah. Which was just under 300 kilometres a week. Yeah. And when you put it, most people know kind of roughly how many kilometres they run mm. a week. And when you put it like that, that he was getting close to 300 kilometres a week. Yeah. It's, it's incredible. Yeah. Absolutely incredible. And the, to say that we have roughly 12 you know, hours of daylight, you know, when you look at getting up and waking up and actually getting prepared for the day. I think he said yesterday he has 12 wheat bicks yep. a morning before it. Um, he's obviously then got to run it. He's got to get to and from. He's then got to obviously cool down and warm down and things like that. There's That's not right. many hours left in the day no. for him just to recover and just sleep and rest. And, and exactly right. But um, he said the whole month was basically just a big practice of mindfulness and just yep. presentness and focusing on one goal. Every single day he dedicated it to someone new. Um, and to someone who had either lost their life um, to mental health or someone that was struggling. So an incredible cause. I think he raised over $20,000. 21000 I think yeah. was that last night. Like, that's absolutely incredible. And I think yesterday was, was five or 6000 yesterday. It's, I think what he's done has been absolutely incredible. And I think, like, what he's done absolutely incredible, but also, like, he's kind of brought everyone together, like the yeah. running community on the Gold Coast. Yeah. Everyone's got behind him, and it's been... It's so good. He's brought everyone back together. Like everyone's got to catch up with each other yep. through what he's done, yep. which I think's been incredible. Like the atmosphere the last few days with him has just been—I mm. haven't really experienced anything like it myself. Mm. I don't know about you, but I loved it. It Absolutely. was it was incredible. And so what he does now, like he said, um, he's he's got to be careful in the next week or two that he sort of tapers out of this. That's right. Rather than coming to a dead stop, um, because he said that's when an injury sort of comes about. That's right. I can't remember the guy's name, but he mentioned a guy who did 50 marathons in 50 days that he's befriended. And he, the guy said, basically, yeah, he's got to taper out of it. Yes. Little so, bit by little bit by little bit. That's right. It's, and you know that as a physio that he's got to... That's right. I think what he's put himself through over the last 31 days, I would not want to be in his position in mm. the next couple of days. Yeah. I think he's going to have a few sore spots, yeah. which is understandable considering what he's done. But at the end of the day, he kind of knew that. He yep. knew that going into it. He knew it was going to be, he knew it was going to be hard. It was going to hurt. Yeah. That was why he did it. That's why yeah. it was the challenging thing that he did. So. But I've heard rumours as well. I don't know if you told me this, but he's, he's got an ultra plan now. Well, I've heard yeah, rumours that he's thinking about one. I, I, I think we'll give him a couple of days yeah. 
to let that sink in yeah. before I think he makes that call. But there's been rumours he's thinking of something else. But yeah. I think we'll let him have a couple of days because I don't think anyone's going to care if he doesn't do anything for the next no. six months. To be honest, he can do whatever he likes after doing that. I mean, physically, he'll be if he if he's fine for the next couple of weeks, he'll be he'll be good to go. Well, it's not a bad training block. But yeah, hundred yeah, yeah. in four weeks, it's not a not but a bad I guess little training just, block. It's just mentally, isn't it? I know it, it'll be a big. Obviously, it's been such a high for him this last mm. month. Obviously, the build up and everything like that to come off that. Obviously, it'll be good to yeah. see him get out and do things, but he's got to take some time, just downtime for himself yeah. for the next kind of few days to a week just to yeah. settle down after that, after such a big month and yeah. such a big mental effort. And he had quite a few people, um, you know, seek his attention over the last couple of days and seek an audience. I mean, I did it for Wire Run as well. I grabbed him for yep. 15 minutes yesterday and just talked to him while he was running about it. So he gave multiple interviews yesterday oh, and in the last week. Doing that. So that's got to take its toll as absolutely, well. Absolutely, absolutely. So, um, yeah, so congratulations to Jake. Absolutely, and to, Jake. Well done, mate. To Jake's family and to everyone around him. I know his brother came or came up and ran the last three. Oh, Benny did the last three marathons with him. I think he's probably goat. feeling it more than Jake is. Yep. Um, so his whole family sort of rallied around him, the running community. It was, like you said, it brought the whole oh, it did. It local community together. And we need those things. So, yeah, if you get a chance to donate... You can do it through the Absolutely. Eleven uh, website, and if you just look up Jake on Instagram and Facebook, Jake Malby, um, make a donation there because his cause is great. And he did say yesterday that although the marathons are finished, it's going to be it's not over for him now. He's he wants to continue the message right. and he wants to continue continue sharing it. So yeah, yeah, huge congratulations Incredible. and a big Incredible. thank you to everyone who came out and supported yesterday. He couldn't have picked a beautiful oh. and a more perfect day for Absolutely. it. Absolutely, really. Absolutely, perfect. stunning. It was very fitting. Park run, yes, local park runs now. You know, park run is something that I've talked about on why I run a few times. And to be honest, I don't use it enough. Okay. I get a bit lazy with it. Um, you know, when I was a high school runner and a college or university runner, we used to race all the time. Yep. Every single Friday afternoon we'd race. And, you know, as, as I've said that on why I run a few times, I need to get out and race a lot more. And I need to use park run as much as I possibly can. And um, it is a fabulous event. We've got some great ones here on the Gold yeah, Coast. And I guess, for the, yeah, the three that are kind of local around where we are up here is Main Beach, which is the original one, I think, in Australia. It was. First one um, in Australia. Paradise Point, which has become a bit famous because you actually go past the start line two or three times before you actually get to go yes, into the Yes, how finish. exciting that is. Quick and fast course. And, um, you know, Coomera is out there. That's a, that's a looped course as well. So, yeah, each of these months, we're going to try and just focus on a couple of park runs. We really are spoiled for choice, you know, as you said, with the, with the options for park runs. And... Um, and people are making good use of them. So I had a bit of a look back through the August results. Um, and at Main Beach, um, guy's time, David Mainwaring. I think he's a, he's a friend of Adzi Gordon. He is a friend. And David ran up at uh, Sunny Coast as well. I think he did quite well in the 10K. He, he did came very well. Fourth, if I remember. Fourth, he was around. He, he ran a 1640 at Main Beach, which if anyone's run Main Beach, you know it's a tough course because there's very little flat in it. It's a mixture of, you know, hard compacted trails and... Um, and pavement and cement and a bit of grass at the end so to run 16.40 on that is is incredible it's impressive time very impressive is that a friend? Um, and a lady called Nicola Keegan ran 1947 1949-ish so again for a woman for a woman to go sub 20 at Main Beach it doesn't happen very often no, if you go back and look at the course. results that's right so Main Beach has had some great results but I think the standout one for me has been Paradise Point it's it looks like it's becoming the fast it place is. to go. Everyone's heading up to it. Um, Anthony Ferrugia, 
um, and won three out of the four races for the month of August up at, pa- up at Paradise Point. I'd like so to see how many he's won up there altogether. All he's I think just he's dominating. He quite a few it. up there. But he doesn't have it all his own way. This particular day when he ran 16-14, I looked at the result, and the top five runners ran sub-17. That's quick. Which just for a local park run with no special day to it attached to it is absolutely incredible. I think, uh, I think Tom Lapthorne was second, only a couple of seconds behind him, maybe 16-20. Yeah. You know, Tom had a... You know, he's, we've run with him a fair few times, and he ran... Uh, what did he run at the Gold Coast Marathon? Did he break two... F- 240. Yeah, something like that. It was in the 240s. It was in the 240s. It was very impressive. And ran at sick and, and, you know, he wasn't feeling particularly great. So Tom's running really well. So, yeah, for Paradise Point to have the top five under under 17 is incredible. But no one can seem to to knock off Anthony at the moment. No, no one can. Three out of the four wins. Put the challenge out there for September. Who can knock him off the the top spot? And one of the... um, One of the things I noticed up at Cooma, again, looking at those results, was sub-17 winning time for all four races up there um it's quick on that course too yep because if, you, if you've run it there's a little hills in that course there's a decent hill um and for the females as well she's been away for a fair bit but jess bemrose looks she like has, she's coming back she's getting back there she's giving ali cook a run for her money now which is always the always big battle, exciting up there. battle up there i know so jess is coming back which is great i know she's run with you a few she times has. she's getting the fitness back she's getting strong again and she's got three wins in august so she's ah, the one to beat so maybe I don't know, maybe Jess come down to Paradise Point. Yeah. Set the time down there. there. See what, I'm not too sure what the female record is there, but, you know, as we said, those three races, they're the, the ones around where we are at the northern end of the Gold Coast, um, and they're quick and they're fast, but, you know, Park Run is such a wonderful event and such a wonderful thing that I've got, as I said, I've got to use more. And, oh, you know, me too. When you Absolutely. look at these times, 16 minutes for the men's and, and 19 minutes for the females is... It's competitive in any park That's run. That's right. It's quick. It's quick. All right, so just to wrap it up, this uh, August review. So as you can see, we've, and the things that we've talked about here are only kind of the tip of the iceberg. There's so many different things that we could have mentioned. You know, there's been City to Surf as well, which we... That's right. You know, we saw the results but didn't get a chance to watch it. Um, but September seems to have a glut of races that... It's going to be a big month. Again, pretty much locally here and with the ultra running. Um, so what are the pick of the bunch for you when it comes to September? What are the oh, things look, that the you're looking for? The thing that I'm always to? probably the most excited, excited for is Coastal High. It's a yeah. race I've done plenty of times, obviously a big local race here on the Gold Coast. Um, yeah. And it's going to be a really competitive year this year, which is really exciting. Yeah. So there's a lot of fast runners that are going to be there. So it's going to be quite the battle, which mm. I'm really excited yeah. to be watching this year. I'm kind of half glad I'm not racing against yeah. them all this year. I'll get to watch on from the sidelines. So yeah. Any tip? Anyone? Oh, look. I can't go past Tom. Yeah. Tom Brimlow. Like, he's been running so well this year. His yeah. training's been incredible. I think he's the one to beat from talking mm. to a few people. I think he's going to be the one to beat. Yeah. But there is a... There's not a lack of guys who'll be trying to beat him and knock him off that first yeah. spot this year. So I'm super excited for yeah. that. I think it's going to be very, very exciting. Surely if he watch. gets to Numbambar in the lead... Oh, I think it's no one's going to catch him really I, don't, I can't see anyone beating him on that last section yeah. his times up there have been incredible So, but you never know, there's a lot of guys in there who can run mm. very very quick so it'll be interesting to see if anyone takes it out harder yeah. to try and get ahead of him or not But and I the female will be out. very open won't it that's it, it is a bit more open this year we've kind of got, there's a bunch of names in there that it's kind of open, there's no one who looks like the clear favourite to take that out so I think that'll also be quite exciting to watch given that it's so open mm. I think we don't really know who's going to win that yeah. one which is almost more exciting than yeah and some past runners or past winners I should say aren't racing this year no that's right like I said that just leaves it even more open yeah that. so which 
like I said, I think that's almost more exciting mm. given that there is that unknown. So, yeah. so for those that don't know Coastal, so tell us a bit about where it starts. And so it starts it up at Binnaburra yep. and the first about 20 k's of the course is on some absolutely spectacular single trail. It's probably some of the best running trail running on the Gold Coast as far as I'm concerned. So we've kind of got some beautiful windy single trail, not too hilly through the first yep. half of the course. You then drop down from, uh, from Binnaburra down towards Numanbar, a mm. nice big descent. Um, you then run along the road for a couple of kilometres and we actually got a nice little insight into the Magpie, which is keeping guard yep. of Checkpoint 2. All right. Yeah, so... We'll magpie season. It. it is Magpie season. So Brad Coring was out there yesterday <laughs> and got a lovely snap of one yep. about to nip his ear off, which was quite yep. quite funny to look at. Um, then people get into Checkpoint 2 at Numanbar. And then from there is where the climbing really starts. So you mm. can almost break the race up into two sections. You've got the first part, which is quite fast and runnable. Yep. And then you hit the second half and that's where the majority of the climbing yeah. is. And that's where generally people come unstuck and there's well, always see, carnage. I mean, we spoke, about him. we spoke about him only minutes ago, but I remember a couple of years ago when I did Coastal, seeing Jake Malby. It must have been when he started running. First few years when he started running, he was sitting down on the climb yeah. through Numbanbar, and I think he, I I think think he DNF. Yeah, I think he DNF there, and I ran past him, and I said, Are "You all right, mate?" He just went, "I'm, I'm finished. I'm done." Yeah. So, what I mean, a, what a turnaround for him. That's to, exactly you know, right. To go, to go from, from that to what he's just done. Thirty-one marathons. Yeah. But no, it's going to be going to be a very exciting race. So what else we got? The, what else we got? Before we leave yeah. Coastal, with the the Apple Tree Stairs is oh, what it's all about, it's isn't it? The well, I don't think it's the highlight of the race. I've yeah. done it enough times to know that yeah. that's definitely not the highlight of the race for me. But no, it's it's always the bit everyone talks about. It's the bit everyone gets worried about. You can start to think about the finish once you get yeah. up those stairs. Mm. Um, it's always a highlight of the course for everyone, yeah. I think. Absolutely. But yeah, other big things in September, there's the Brisbane River Run, which is down in South Bank. And I guess the, one of the reasons I like this race is you've got the relay option. It's uh, 100Ks. You can do it individually. You can do it as 250s. You can have 10 runners that run 10K each. Um, I think they've got a marathon up there as well, and there's ultimate. There's different start times, and ultimately, it's just an amazing day out. Um, so it's a place where you can set a fast time as well if you're looking for a fast Absolutely. fifty or a fast hundred. So, um, so that's one to look out for if you haven't entered yet. I think that's uh, next weekend, oh, the seventh of September, and then of course Glasshouse Hundred, which is the fourteenth of September that weekend. Um, it's always a when you look at Glasshouse. There's not much elevation in it when it comes to other hundreds yeah, or no. hundred milers, but there is a kick in the tail, isn't there, with oh, Glasshouse? There is. I think the biggest thing for Glasshouse... Now, I've never done the 100 there, yep. and but I've crewed it a lot of times, and I've run a few 50Ks up there, is the terrain's quite tough. There's a few mm. real tough kind of sandy sections, yep. muddy sections. Yep. It's one of those ones you look at the elevation profile and you think, oh, that's not too bad. I've seen worse ones than that. But once you actually get out on the course, yep. there's some tough sections out there, some just underfoot, it's just tough terrain. Yeah. Um, and it's always hot. It's always the first, no matter what the weather's been doing, yeah. Glasshouse weekend always seems to be the first yep. hot weekend of the year. Every year it always gets quite hot as well. So yeah. it's going to be an exciting event. It's obviously, it's been around for a long time, one of the oldest trail races in Queensland, mm. one of the first 100 milers in Australia. So it's always exciting to get up there and yep. check out how everyone's going. And I've had a couple of people in the last week who, I know they certainly won't want me to mention it on a podcast, but they've said that they're going in it. Yes. Um, so that'll be interesting to it see how those be. people go and how they back up after some big races they've had this year. I think that person's uh, going to do pretty well. Yeah. Oh, I've got my fingers crossed. And the big marathon is Sydney. You know, Sydney, is, right. se- Sydney is September and, and uh, October is Melbourne. So Sydney is a great one. Always oh, a tough course. That was my very first marathon yeah. I ever did. There's a lot of hairpin turns in it. Um, it's a lot more up and down than you think. So it's generally That's not right. a fast marathon, but, you know, the first couple of kilometres where you get to... Hairpin turn and head back over the Sydney Harbour Bridge. There's very few 
places like that in the world that you get to run. So Sydney Marathon is the big one, of course. We'll look at doing a quick review of all these races in our review for yes, next month, and we'll be exciting. We'll focus on a couple of um, focus on a couple of other park runs and some other races as well. But so the big one though for September, the one that no one can forget, absolutely, is the Narang 500k Ultra Trail Gold Coast. What an extraordinary event! And of course, it's um, it's particularly uh, poignant this year, isn't it? With um, Ian Keneally's been the race absolutely. director. Um, Ian passing away only a few weeks ago. Um, so the race will be um, quite a, I guess, quite a sombre occasion. It will be. Yeah, it will um, be. As we also remember the work that Ian did on the Gold Coast for, for trail running and for ultra running. So it's wonderful that the race is going ahead. That's, that's right. I think that's, it'll be a bit of a celebration of his yep. life and it'll be quite a quite Absolutely. A good, good few days. Because last year he, he had us doing the 200 mile, so just over 320 kilometres. And right. we all thought that was insanity and crazy. Absolutely. Including those people who went in it, they thought it was crazy. But um, yeah, he came up with the idea of having the took it one step further this year. Ultra Trail Gold Coast, five hundred kilometres, which is believable. Is it twenty laps of the big loop, which it's is twenty five laps of the big loop? Twenty laps. Twenty laps. Unbelievable. Roughly twenty thousand metres of climbing, because it's almost about a thousand metres, isn't it, per Pretty lap? And the most ex- extraordinary thing about the whole thing is people have entered it. Yeah, there's actually people <laughs> going to do it. That, that's, that was the biggest shock for me. I didn't think you'd get anyone. Yeah. So there's actually people crazy enough who yep. want to run for five or six days in Narang. So that's, yeah, it's a five or six day event, isn't it? Um, it is. Six day cutoff. Yep. That's a long time I don't to even be know in Narang. Yep. I, I, I can't really comprehend that. That's unbelievable as far as I'm concerned. So, I did two laps once. Yeah. And that was one too many. Yeah. So yep. 20 laps, no chance. So that's coming up in uh, in latest September, Four isn't it? Four weeks, I believe, end yeah. of September. Well, the, well, it starts, obviously, it's a six-day race. It's not yep. going to be on the weekend. It's yep. going to be the whole week, Yeah, last week of September. Um, we've got a couple of mates who are going in it. and then, do. You know, they've been training hard for it, and they even entered the, uh, the last men standing that we talked about before and used it as a really good training run for it. But it's going to be, I don't know, it's going to be an interesting one to look at and an interesting one to watch because... You know, it's that crossover between when does a race like this become a running race and when does it become a survival of the fittest and Absolutely. when does it become a hiking race or a walking race. And I think all of that comes into it. Um, so there's a 500k there and there's, I think there's a 350 or a 375 as well. They're doing that as well. And I'm pretty sure they are. And there's I definitely one that's... Are they doing the 200 miler still and the 100? There's quite a few distances. There's like 175 kilometres, I think. Um, oh, and then, of course, there's a 100k. There's a 50k and there's a 25 as well. So yeah, 25, everyone. Yeah, one lap. <laughs> 25. One lap. <laughs> Do the 25 on the Sunday. Um, but it's incredible. I mean, we did the 20. We both did the 25 last year. Yes. And you're running past people who, and you're yeah, looking at the bib, and you're like, are they doing the 100 or the the uh-huh. 200 mile? Or um, so yeah. So the the Ultra Trail Gold Coast. If you get a chance in that um, in that week to head down. Pretty much any time of day because they're going to be, gonna there be there morning week, or night. So they'll be there. No excuse not to get down there because yep. they're going to be there the whole time. It is a good atmosphere. I think Ben Deneen might be on the the MCing jobs again this year, and he always you know, gets the crowd going and whips them up. So absolutely, yeah. The Ultra Trail Gold Coast 500 is the yeah, big watch premiere. Watch this space. Event. It's going to be watch exciting, it. and we'll have a big review on that one as well because we we're going to spend a fair bit of time down there. So it's a great event and uh, one that's dedicated to Ian Cornelius and the absolutely. work that he did and Ian's family on the Gold Coast. Before we finish it all up, um, we might not know the exact number, um, but our favourite loop in the in Narang, the goat loop, the goat loop, 
which world um, famous, world famous goat, world loop. famous goat loop. Which, if you get a chance, it's uh, about 6.8 kilometres, about 260 metres of vertical climbing. It's one to get out there. It's the sort of one you can do after work or you right. know, just before work. Um, and we, we said we wanted to know how many goat loops have been done. Do you have a number, a rough number at the moment? Overall, between everyone, yep. since we made the segment, over a thousand times that goat yep. loop's been run. But then the other funny stat about that is that Mr. Ben Deneen, who yep. lives on the goat loop, it seems like at the moment, has run over 200 of them yep. now. So 20% of those. So are one here. in five runs on the goat loop has been run by yep. Ben, which is So I think, every, I think every month it'd be good to... to to see what the tally's up to, because I know Absolutely. lots of people get out there and do it. So it's just over a thousand at the moment. So let's see how many we can we can roll out in September. Absolutely. And our September review, we'll see how many that is, and we'll also see how many Benny's done as well. We might give you know, we'll keep a rolling tally, well. rolling tally on how he's going. And I know uh, Kyle and his running group that yes. heads out to the rain quite often. They've got a bit of a, a bit of a quirky We've got a idea. Fun little thing that we're going to be doing in the month. Now we're not finalised on the details, but I thought I'd put it out there to let yep. everyone know. So. Most people who run in Narang here on the coast will know that there's a gnome tree in the middle of Narang. Now, everyone always sees it, takes photos with it. There's a bunch of gnomes, basically, for people that don't know, inside a bit of a hollow tree in the middle of the single trails, middle of the forest, full of gnomes. Mm. Now, we actually went and put one out out there for our run group, which is the Run at My GC Physio group that I run. Um, Now, we've got one that's going to live in the tree, but we've also got a second one. Now, what we're going to do with the second one is roughly once a month, we're going to actually go out and hide that gnome on a trail in Narang mm. and we're going to have a little bit of a competition around who can find that gnome each month so it's yep. going to change locations each month yep. and basically anyone that gets out there is going to have the goal of trying to find this gnome yep. so and what are they going to do if they find it if they find it they're going to take a photo with it yep they're going to tag us and tag the run at my GC physio page and basically we're going to have some competitions and some prizes up for people yep. who can find this gnome so we'll obviously release a few more details when that goes to plan and obviously we'll let everyone know on the run at my GC physio and my GC physio page when yeah. it's when he's ready to be found so if you're running along some single trails and you see a gnome which has got my GC physio on it Correct. that's the one you want to stop you want to take stop, a photo, a photo tag it win a prize absolutely so yeah so for everyone who's who's jumped on board this for the first episode for, for August. Um, we appreciate it. We yeah, really appreciate listening. it. We hope maybe you've even uh, got a bit of a shout out for the names that we've mentioned. You might Absolutely. even find yourself on one of these. It'd be great. As I said, it's more to focus on local racing and local people and local events for Southeast Queensland and the Northern Rivers of the Gold Coast. Um, so if there's some, some races coming up that you would love us to talk about, then Absolutely. You know, let us know. Send us some information um, on my GC Physio, or on Kyle's page or, or on Why I Run and we'll get out there. Um, we love talking about running. It's pretty much what we Absolutely. do every single time that we, we get together and we chat and we run. So we thought we'd put this podcast together once a month and just review the big races as they come up. So, uh, yeah, whatever you've got planned in September. Have a good we, month. Yeah, we hope Enjoy. it's a good month. Make sure you eat well and I always Absolutely. say sleep well and rest well. And Absolutely. Don't good argue with the bodies. And uh, we'll check in with you for the September Absolutely. review. Absolutely. We'll see everyone then.